This is the Pep Talk. Now, here's Ernie Anastas and Patricia Stark. Hey, everybody. It's Ernie Anastas with Patricia Stark. Hi there. Hi, Ernie. How are you? I'm doing great today. How oh, are you? We love doing this. We love this. This is my favorite time of the week. Yeah. And you know, we were just talking about this before we went on that you're getting good feedback too. I have gotten so many people reaching out saying we listen to the shows and it's so needed right yeah. now. People want good information and positive vibes so much right I now. Think you're right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's a needed thing. People are always talking about negativity, negativity. That's all I hear. And when we talk about positive things, you know, we're talking about news they can use and it's practical information too. But we have a lot of things to talk about today. We have a guest joining us a little bit later on. So let's talk about a suggestion that you had. And you said, uh, moving forward, giving back. Talk about that. There's this pay it forward yeah. kind of phenomenon happening right now. My husband and I realized this a few months ago. We were in line to get a cup of coffee yeah. and we get to the cashier and she says, oh no, the car in front of you already paid for you. Mm. And we were like, wait, do we know who this person was? Yeah, right. And she said, no, they just wanted to right. pay it forward and pay for the car behind them. Isn't so then nice. what did we do? We paid for the car behind <laughs> there us. There you go. And I started talking to people about this and it started happening more and more. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, gosh, this is people need need this good vibe yeah. and they're making it happen by yes. simple little acts of kindness like this. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, and that goes a long way, that domino effect that you're talking about. When you see somebody doing something good, something nice, it kind of, you know, stirs you up as well. I think we're both on the same page. And I was thinking about this too. And I said, you know, on an individual basis, it's very important to do that. But I want to inject something right off the top. And I believe that our leaders, those who are elected officials, people who have the power and the ability to do things, they need to take the lead. For example, in the city of New York, why don't we have a campaign started by the mayor's office, whoever? And it should be like hands across New York. Mm -hmm. Have an idea that you go out there and you, you greet your friends, you greet your fellow New Yorkers with a smile. Mm -hmm. You know, just smile at somebody. And then somehow that campaign would pick up so that someone says, hey, they're smiling at me. Oh, it's all part of that, you know, that, that smile campaign. We need to have some leadership here. We do. Because remember, I love New York. In the town that I grew up in, it was the town of friendly people. There used to be, you're right, mm -hmm. these campaigns that made people want to feel good rather yeah. than dividing and making feel people feel like they're not connected. Right. It's a great idea. I think that you should call up the mayor and, and propose well, this. Well, I hope they're listening to us right now because I do think it's very important and people would respond to it. You know, people love to be recognized. Yes. People, you know, people like to feel like they're part of something, that they belong. And if we here in the city of New York, for example, created this smile program where you just look at someone and just throw that smile out, it's letting them know that we're connecting to one another and we're trying to say, I want to do something nice for you. You do something nice for me. Let's be kind. Ernie, I remember after 9-11, I've yeah. been coming down to the city for many, many years. And the most moving thing that I remember after 9-11 happened was you'd get on an elevator and people would talk to you. They'd oh, yeah. smile at you. Yes. People would hold the door for you. There was this different sense of everyone wanting to be kind mm -hmm. and wanting to look each other in the eye and say, I got you. It's okay. Right. I feel you. I, I know how you're feeling. And we're all in this together. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the most wonderful side effects sure. of something horrible that happened at the time. And what you're talking about is connecting. That's what it's about, connecting with one another. Once we feel that we have some kind of a common purpose or a common goal, 
then I think people react that way and they start responding to it. So yeah. I'm smiling at you. I'm smiling, smiling back, back at you. <laughs> it, and it's contagious, Ernie. Yeah. Remember how I talked about at the beginning being on the coffee line? Yeah. There was actually something in the news where I read that at a Dunkin' Donuts out in Wisconsin, that 23 cars in a row, this made the news out oh, there. Oh, yeah. Hate kept paying it backwards for the next person. Yes. So it truly is contagious, but somebody's got to get it started. Somebody's got to get it started. Let's interview someone. We're going to bring him in here. His name is Al Roden. He's a director of New York City Housing Services for Volunteers of America. Hey, Al, good to have you with us. Hey, Ernie, how you doing? Hey, Patricia. Hey, thanks so much for being here, Al. We appreciate it. Yeah, you, you know, you're someone very special because you represent a great organization. Patricia and I are familiar with you. Started 125 years ago in the New York City area. Now you've got all these wonderful services, right? Yes, yes, yes. I know we do. We have definitely been involved for some time now, making our staple and our footprint here in the, in the cities, doing whatever we can to help those that need and really just making sure we get people just to minimize some of the daily struggles that they endure. Al, tell us a little bit about some of the people that work there and what is their mission? What is it so important that they feel the need to really give back and, and help their fellow New Yorkers? Okay, well, if I had to give you just more or less a summary of the agency and the overall mission, you know, Volunteers of America's Greater New York is an anti-poverty organization. We have more than 125 years of experience serving different communities throughout the New York City area. We always also extend our services out to northern New Jersey, mm -hmm. as well as Westchester County. Our mission is to really do our best to end homelessness in the greater New York area by the year 2050. And doing so, we'll be providing housing, health and wealth building services, and I'm just doing what we can to help individuals who are experiencing or at intimate risk of homelessness. This is great. I know you have a pilot program now called Street to Home, and you're really working on that. And the whole idea here, Al, is what, you know, we can do, all of us, in many ways, to give back and to help mm -hmm. our fellow man. I think that that's important. And you are involved in this. Tell us a little bit more about the feedback you're getting from people who are responding to what you're doing. Well, the local community and those who are aware of what we have going on tend to respond very well. More often than not, we hear a lot of people in the community say how the service is necessary and how they see different changes within the communities of which we happen to be involved. Streets of Home is a pilot program we have right now through a partnership with the Department of Homeless Service here mm -hmm. in New York, where we are taking people who are seen or identified as homeless really in the street. We work with that of the outreach team. And we bring them into our program and provide them with housing. And we do what we can to get them reacclimated into that of day-to-day -day society. We make sure we get them the wraparound services they need if they have anything in connection to mm -hmm. that of mental health. If it's learning skills that they wish they need to develop, ADL skill development. We even help in re-engaging people with the community and their families. That's great. Um, more often than not, mm -hmm. these people find comfort within our agency because we give them a welcoming space where we allow them to move at a pace that works for them, and we That's make good. it a point to meet them where they are. Well, you've been doing them. it a long time, Al. I mean, you certainly know what you're doing, your organization, as we said, around 125 years. We love it, and we're going to continue talking about, you know, why volunteerism and, and doing good things for people is really important to us. Wow, you, you and your group are definitely doing the work of angels. And I think that the one thing that everyone needs is hope. And it sure sounds like you're providing a tremendous amount of hope for people. Yes, hope is very important. And support and just reassurance. You want people to feel like they matter and that they're not alone or isolated. Oh, yeah. Been very great at 
just making sure people are aware that they can become a part of our community for whatever the reason they felt alone. And we do great, great. at a teamwork approach with addressing hardships and life struggles. Well, congratulations to you. We really appreciate you being on with us today, Al. Yeah, thank you Not so much. And continued wonderful work. We really are so lucky to have you out there doing doing this kind of work. Thank you so much. Thanks, Al. Talk no to you again. Bye-bye. Yeah, Volunteers of America, great organization, as you heard. I mean, they're really out there and doing what you and I are talking about today, and that is giving back and finding ways to really improve people's lives. Yeah, it's so important, Ernie, because when you help others, you really do end up helping yourself. There's yeah. so many studies that show people who volunteer, people who you know reach out with a helping hand get sick less. Mm -hmm. Their stress hormone cortisol actually drops by a yeah. huge percentage points. Mm -hmm. They live longer. Longer. Mm -hmm. you know, there's so many reasons. Obviously, you want to help others, but yeah. when you get that side effect that helps you, sure. and there are studies that show it's actually instantaneous. You know how you, you work out, uh -huh. sometimes things take a while to take effect and sure. for you to feel good. Studies show literally when you do one thing to help mm -hmm. another person, mm -hmm. the effects on your brain and your body yeah. are instantaneous. Amazing. Chemical reaction. Exactly. You're right about that. And, uh, you know, I, before we started this, I was driving in today and I'm on the telephone with one of my two sisters. And I was telling her that we were going to be talking about this. And she said, you know what I think is really important? And this is a good point. She said, just having someone who will listen to you. You don't have to give a comment or you don't have to give even advice, but just someone who is listening to you is enough to really make you feel good that you have someone there. And, you know, we've talked about that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There are some people that just don't feel like they have someone to lend an ear yeah. or, or just to be there with them. And, I, and I'm sure that listeners are thinking, wow, I'd love to volunteer. I'd love to do something to help others, but I don't know where to start. I don't mm -hmm. know what to do. And you bring up such a simple solution. It might just be reaching out to an elderly person, yeah. a lonely neighbor, somebody that is working, where any touch point throughout the day, mm -hmm. and you just give them a little bit of your time yeah. and listen to them for a few minutes. That really could have a much more larger effect than you could possibly realize. You know, many times what you're talking about, it's so simple and yet it's so important. And you say, you know, I never really thought about that. Yes, pick up the telephone when you have a chance. You know, particularly when you're in the car, sometimes you're, you're on a long ride. You know, you just call out the name. You don't even have to dial it. You can just, you know, with now it's all voice command, but you can just call somebody and just say, I was just thinking about you. I just want to say hi. How are you? And you realize how important that is after you get off the phone because, you know, you feel better and you know that you made them feel better. Yeah. It's yeah. so true. And just when you think of people, it can make them feel so mm. good. I'll try to call people or text them and say, you know, you popped into my head today. Yeah. You just suddenly came to my mind mm -hmm. and I wanted to let you know that I'm thinking about you and check in and see how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. And just sometimes when people think that you just think of them right. and that you're spending time wondering yes. how they are, yes. they're like, wow, I appreciate that yeah. so much. It's the little things as the expression goes. I know that I have found many times when I've written a letter for a student going into college, that how nice it is for them because, you know, they're, they're appreciative and it helps them to get into the school because it, it helps their resume and their background. But I know that after I've done it, we talk about the chemical reaction. I feel good. Yes. You know, I stop and I say, you know, I, I did a little something to help this person out. I'll tell you something else, and I'll share this with you and our audience. Over the years, getting off the news at 11 o'clock, actually going on at 11, getting off at 11.30, by the time I'm in the car, it's midnight. And many times I had some things whether it was clothing or whatever it happens to be. And instead of just dropping it off someplace, I would have these in my car and I would drive and I would see some people on the street. 
homeless. And I would just stop and get out. And I didn't want them to know who I was. I had a hat on and it was dark, but I would just stop and I would give them and I would just say, I hope you're doing okay. You know, I give them something, whatever it happens to be, could be a lot of different things, but that just made me feel privately good. Yeah. Okay. I didn't want anybody to know about that. What a great story. I can totally picture you doing that and I'm getting goosebumps now, Mm -hmm. even just thinking about it. And I think you touch on something that's so important. It's nice to be acknowledged. It's nice to be out there and, you know, to have people see things that you're doing, Mm -hmm. but when we can do little things. Yeah that no one else knows about. Right. And it's almost like you get that little cat that ate the mouse feeling <laughs> yeah. where you know that mm-hmm. it's enough. You don't even need to let anybody know that you did certain things. You can do anonymous things. Sure. And that just gives you that little inside feeling yeah. of you know you did something I great. Know. And you know, Patricia, you and I are both family people, okay? We have family, we have children. And it always kind of goes back to that because we're thinking about that. This is what we've been doing you know, most of our lives. And I always think about the children and I think about what can we do early on to teach them how to give back? We used to do things with our kids. Uh, there were different programs, Save the Children Federation and so forth. And we would make a little donation, but I would let them do it. And then there was a card that would come back, a little response. I'd let them respond to it. Yeah. And then this way, you know, you, you allow your children very early on to understand how important it is and why you're doing that, to connect with other people and to do good. And to get those feelings at a young age where you feel that it's a euphoric feeling Mm -hmm. when you help someone else. And we did the same thing with our son. We have an organization in Rockland County called People to People. Oh, yeah. And they provide food and services and clothing. And we would always pack up food for Thanksgiving and I'd bring my son and his friends or they'd have a Project Joy where people would donate items for the holidays Mm -hmm. for gifts and things like that and even during COVID I remember going out there and bringing his friends and people would come in we were handing them out coupons so that they could go shopping for themselves so it was you know touchless but I remember it really had a profound effect on my son and these young men growing up because mm-hmm. you just see there was a different smile oh, yeah. on their face and they knew they did good. Yeah. And when you feel that at a younger age, mm-hmm. you want more of that. Sure you do. Yeah, you learn and, and it becomes a habit. Right. And, and a habit is very important because it, it holds you, you know, to where you're supposed to be. I'm going to bring up something else. And a lot of people are listening and saying, I'm glad he said that. Or some people might say, well, was that necessary? But I want to say it anyway. Prayer. Okay? I mean, we are spiritual people. I believe in that, and I don't believe pushing that on anyone, but I do believe in the spiritual world, and in terms of praying and thinking about other people, and doing something like that privately, and sometimes you can do it, you know, with other people, but on a personal level, I find that praying for someone, someone who's having difficulty, I think it helps. It, it helps me because I feel like I'm doing something but I believe that it's helping them as well. And I I know you, you feel the same way, Patricia. Ernie, I'm a person of very deep faith. Mm -hmm. Um, And like you, I don't push it on anyone else. I think it's a very individual, private thing, or it can not be if you want it to be. But I have seen studies that show that people who practice a religion, and this is any religion, by the way, that studies show that they are less anxious, get Mm -hmm. less depression, and live longer. Hmm. So there's something to that. And it was emphasized in the study. It didn't matter what religion it was. And I think it's believing in something larger than yourself, believing in a higher purpose. Mm -hmm. And when you feel that kind of energy and you get on that frequency, Mm -hmm. you know it. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know what you're talking about too is so important. There are people who are walking the streets who are saints and who have never been in 
whether it's a synagogue or a church or whatever, but they are spiritual in terms of their, their soul and what they feel and how they think. And they're good people. Yeah. And I think that we both respect that. Okay, Absolutely. you and I happen to be thinking about, you know, God and prayer and so forth. But there are other people who have the same feelings, but perhaps they don't define it that way. Mm -hmm. But the idea of what we're talking about is to recognize within you the fact that there is something special, that you are unique, that you were brought into this world for a reason, for a purpose. I think that's really crucial. It is. That sense of purpose is mm. really key. And, you know, it's been said that prayer is a form of meditation. Sure. And we all know that how important meditation is going within, getting into a different mindset, a different zone where it almost opens other doors in a way. And it does help you again, even though you're going in, it helps you be more outward focus mm -hmm. to looking for things that are larger than you and in ways that you can connect on different levels. You're right. And, and you know, they're interchangeable. I mean, when you talk about prayer and meditation, it, it's the same idea because you're thinking about something that's important in your life so that you can connect. And I think, you know, we were talking before about my sister saying, you know, I, I want someone who listens. I think that's important for us too, quietly, to be able to just listen, be still and know. Be able to just listen to your inner voice talking to you and, and giving you some comfort, giving you some answers. The answers are there. And, you know, we need this today. People are just, you know, in situations on a day-to-day -day basis where they feel stressed out. And we're just talking about that, mm -hmm. feeling that, you know, they don't have anywhere to turn. But if you find a way of spending time with yourself and thinking about who you are, where you're going, what you're doing, I think that's also important, too. It's another way of giving back to yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, I coach and train a lot of people. Yes. And, and I wrote about this in my book, Ernie. It's a lot of people want to drown things out with noise. Yeah. The TV's got to be on. The, you know, they've got to be doing something. They are almost afraid of the silence mm -hmm. because they're not comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. And you need to be able to take that time to get comfortable with going internal and being with yourself because that's where the magic happens. Yes. That's where ideas and different things spring up that you would not normally ever tap into if you just surrounded yourself with the noise. There you go. I mean, you know, this is all terrific. We, you and I love talking about this. That's why we're doing it, right? You got another point. Yes, right? I just wanted one other thing yeah. that I wanted to tell you when sure. it comes to volunteering and, and putting yourself out there. When I speak at colleges and schools to young people, I always remind them. I say, look at your thumb. Look at that fingerprint. Mm -hmm. Nobody in the entire world right. has that fingerprint. No yes. one before you right. and no one after you. You are here with a unique mission and only your hand, that print, can touch the world the way that you can touch it. No one else can touch the world Absolutely. the way that you That's can. That's great. I love the way you and say that. And if you just put your personal fingerprint right. on whatever you do, mm -hmm. and you reach out with kindness to try yeah. to lend a hand to people, mm -hmm. you'll do things that, again, no one but you can do. Great. I love that. I've kind of used the same idea with young people, and I also now tell them about their eye, because the eye identification is also right. an individuality. Oh, Ernie, that's a great yeah, point. It really is. The eyes yes. and the hands, they make a difference. I love all the love conversation it. that we're having today, Patricia. We had a great guest on. We want to thank him again, uh, Al Roden from Volunteers of America. We have more always coming up here, and we're very happy to be on 77 WABC. Right, Patricia? Yes. So yeah. great to be here with you all. And, and <laughs> go take that fingerprint and touch the world, everybody. There you go. And, and if you go to WABCradio.com, you can subscribe, by the way, and you can join us on a regular basis. 
basis and listen to all the great programming here. Thanks so much, everybody. With Patricia, I'm Ernie. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye.